Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9920. And enter the PIN 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. Well, hello and welcome to Sports Lounge Live. This is Bill Sparks. We originate from Indianapolis, at least for now. And I'll turn it over to Chris, and he'll give you the current show, the date, and all the stuff we're going to talk about. Okay. Well, it's July 6th of 2021, show number 151. I hope everybody had a nice 4th of July weekend. Uh, we, we did, Rick and I got together and listened to some cool music and hung out with friends, and that was fun on Saturday, and it was like 60 degrees and raining. You would have thought it was, uh, I don't know, we'd be lucky to be in April with that weather, but oh boy. Anyway, but now it's hot. And uh, of course, there's a, a severe thunderstorm watch. Uh, every time we're on on Tuesday night, there's a severe thunderstorm watch anymore, so that's the way it goes. So our agenda for this week, it's going to be busy. Of course, we're going to go through the panel and, and uh, talk to everybody, see how everybody's doing. Then we're going to do, uh, we're changing our uh, agenda a little bit this week and focusing on Robert early on because Robert has to go and uh, he can tell us about what he's going to be doing, but he's going to go at quarter or seven Eastern time to be a, on a press conference. So he's going to uh, know they're not interviewing him. That that would be a, <laughs> no. a bad idea. Uh, but no, he's going to be uh, going on a press conference. He'll talk about that. So we're going to do the NHL and boxing, uh, car auto racing, MLB, NBA, and Sean will have have a, a little a media story about the NBA as the final get underway on the telecast of it. Then we have uh, college sports, we have NFL, we have the uh, Olympics, we have a little golf, and uh, so forth. So I think uh, we have a pretty full show, especially, and one thing about the baseball, you're going to want to stay tuned because we have the full uh, rosters of the All-Star games, we had both, All-Star games, both the um, you know starters and the reserves. So you'll want to hear that. Well, let's just on the NBA. Let's just say uh, we'll have a little bit on Marv's final broadcast. But the other, let's just say some infighting amongst some ESPN employees that involve the NBA. Okay, so for the death list today, this week, we have Bob Newland, seventy-two uh, years old, uh, New Orleans Saints wide receiver; Janet Moreau, ninety-three years old, gold medal of uh, the four by one hundred meters in fifty-two uh, in Helsinki, first a medal winner in the Olympics of, of all time. In Rhode Island, Josh Josh Culbraith, 88 years old, bronze medal in 56 in Melbourne, Australia, and uh, uh, did some work on the Cosby Show, as it turns out. Terry Donahue, that's the big one this week, 77 years old, UCLA football coach for many years, and uh, uh, Matisse uh, Kivlinik, I guess, Kivlinik, 24 years old, a Columbus uh, uh, Blue Jackets goalie who uh, was killed tragically in a a fireworks accident. So anyway, we will uh, talk about that. Okay, so... 
um, on the, as far as the panel, and this is something that was very interesting. And David, you asked, I asked David, I do this sometimes. I asked David questions, and he finds the answers. Well, the reason that this is coming up, Sean McDonough has it's been announced that he's going to be uh, the hockey voice for ESPN, the big play, a, like like Dr. Amark. He's going to be like the main guy, which means he'll do the Stanley Cup Finals uh, when it's their turn to do Stanley Cup Finals, which will mean he will have done two sports championships on TV. So my question to David was, not on radio, because, you know, you have a funky situation on radio. People can do the Super Bowl for 15 years on Westwood One or whatever. So don't really count all that. But we wanted to know who has done more than one, one or more, well, we know people have done one, more than one championship. Uh, two between, or more. Two or more from the NFL uh, World Series, NBA, you know, in other words, Super Bowl or NFL championship game, World Series, NBA, or Stanley Cup Final. And we've got kind of a list here. So, because Sean McDonough now did the World Series in 92 and 93, and he's going to do this uh, these finals for ESPN. So he will have two. And I thought he did a uh, very good job doing the World Series. He did. Yes. He yep. did. He's a good announcer. Al Michaels is done the World Series, Super Bowls for ABC and NBC, and NBA Finals in 04 and 05, and he almost got to call Game 7 of the 79 uh, uh, Stanley Cup Finals. There was a deal that the NHL had a, had their own network, but if, the, if there had been a Game 7, he would have done that game because ABC had a deal, just a one-game deal to do that. So he would have done all four. But he did three, though. He's the only one that's done three. Uh, you know, uh, so then we have uh, Dick Stockton, World Series 75 for the Red Sox, and a bunch of NBA Finals, of course, for CBS. We have Kurt uh, Gowdy, uh, who did, similar to Joe Buck, did the Super Bowls and World Series, many World Series many Super Bowls for NBC, Joe Buck World Series and Super Bowls for Fox, Marv uh, Albert did the eight who just retired, of course, NBA Finals and uh, for NBC and uh, and the uh, Stanley Cup Finals for a syndicated NHL network that they had uh, around the country between, uh, you know, once ESPN came on and they really got hooked up with them and Sports Channel in the 80s, but for about four or five years they were wandering the wilderness and just picking up uh, affiliates as they could. So Marv was doing the Stanley Cup Finals for them in 76 and 77. Dick Enberg, it turned out, did a World Series for NBC, did the middle three innings in 82 in the Milwaukee Cardinal Series. And, of course, he did bunches of Super Bowls for NBC. Uh, and then we had uh, Keith Jackson, who did NBA Finals in 72 and 73. And then the World Series, the, when it was ABC's turn, 74, 77 through 81. Of course, they alternated. Bob Costas did the World Series in the mid to late 90s for NBC and NBA Finals from 98 through, uh, through 2000. And then, and, and then uh, Chuck, in the old days, Chuck Thompson, of course, did World Series when he was the Orioles announcer and NFL championship games. They did one with Chris Schenkel, that 58 overtime game, and then other times the Colts run. Ray Scott would be another one for the World Series for the Twins because they used to have local announcers up till 76 on TV. And then so uh, Ray Scott did that World Series and then CBS Super Bowls, of course. Uh, Chris Schenkel also uh, did uh, the NFL in 58 and then the NBA Finals. I thought about him from 69 through 71. And then uh, Ken Coleman would have done it too because he did the World Series with the Red Sox in uh, 67 and then uh, NFL Championship Games with the Browns. So that was kind of an interesting list. So a lot of big names on there. Okay, Rick. Yeah, well, like Chris mentioned, we had, we had a, a typical New England week of weather. We hit 100 degrees last Wednesday, and then over the weekend, we barely hit 60. Now we're back up in the 90s, so it's all over the place. Yep. Uh, had a good, had a good, another good week with the Red Sox. There, uh, you know, I remember coming on here after the first series of the season when they got swept by Baltimore and talking about how a couple of years ago they had an outfield of Bradley, Ben, attending and bets, and now 
whoever these guys are that are starting this season, they they, had, they went over the series against Baltimore. But now their outfield is it's amazing, especially defensively. They're throwing our base runners left and right. It's, Don't remind me. I, <laughs> they've got like they've got like twenty eight outfield assists, and I think the next team in the league has nineteen. And even, even, you know, like Martinez made a great throw the other night. He's not a, an all-star outfielder. He's, mm-hmm. he's good to bat. So it was a fun weekend. I thought the um, I thought the series was, was with Oakland was great, Robert. Yeah. I, th- I thought, you know, three one-run games, two of them extra innings. I don't think any team had more than a two-run lead during the series. Nope. I, I just had a feeling after the series ended that we're going to see these guys again in the playoffs this year. Uh, yes, just, you are. Just seemed that way, yeah. Well, the problem is going to be it looks like the A's are going to have to get in through the wild card game because I think Houston's starting to pull away a little bit. But uh, three, uh, three and a half, and we start a very important three-game series with Houston. And after this series, we only have six more games left with them, and we don't play those until September. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Okay, so and now, Perry, I'm assuming as far as the Major League break, uh, season goes, you did not have as good a week. <laughs> no, it was not a good week at all. The Cubs are – the collapse continues, and they, I mean, they got swept by the Reds. Um, they had a the, the worst one was probably though they had a seven to nothing lead after the first inning in Milwaukee the other day and then ended up yeah. losing I think it was sixteen to seven but uh, I, I think Jake Arrieta has seen his better days and unfortunately he pitches again tonight and <sighs> don't have a whole lot of faith that they're going to win that but um, it uh, sadly sounds like there's going to be a lot of. Uh, selling off of the of the roster coming from what I was reading today, and we'll hit that when we get to the end to the MLB stuff. So Pierre, stay uh-huh. tuned for that. Um, yeah. We'll hit that. But um, if it is not raining on Friday, which un- unfortunately it is supposed to be, but we do need the rain badly here. Uh, I will be at the iCubs on Friday night, so I'm sure. Hopefully, we'll see a good baseball game. I get some good food, and and mm-hmm. you know that that always helps the experience when you get a good food and a good cold <laughs> beverage and and have some yep. fun. But yeah. Uh, I will be there on Friday, and it's been in the 90s here for quite a while now. So it, uh, there, but not we are with you guys, uh, Rick and Chris. We not in Des Moines, but in parts of Iowa, we too have a severe thunderstorm watch tonight. So, yeah, uh, we've had them for the last couple of days, off and on. So, yeah. How about the okay. the state of Indiana, Bill? Indiana is okay. It's the state of Florida. I'm keeping my eye on. More yes, obviously our, our thoughts and, and said, uh, prayers go said, out. Yeah, to it the, may come to shore around Naples is what they said, didn't they? Uh, no, now it's going to be north of Tampa, they think. North, north of Tampa. Tampa. But uh, okay. obviously the, our thoughts and prayers for this tropical storm, maybe a hurricane, but and also for the, the families of those with that building so, collapse. Yeah. And that's why the Tampa Bay Ra- Rays game has been postponed for tonight, and they'll play a doubleheader on Wednesday. If they're lucky. If they're yeah, lucky, if, yeah. right. Yeah, if well, lucky, North Tampa, it should be. It should be okay, well, but we'll see. Yeah. The other thing is, we've been, you know, that Reds Cubs series was a pretty good series. It, it, it was, was well pitched. The Cubs didn't hit. The Reds weren't hitting much better. But each of those three games, the Reds came from behind and yeah. won those games. Every mm-hmm. game of that series, and the Reds have won a couple more since and have now passed the. Cubs and went into second place. You guys were good hosts, though, Bill, in, in uh, Indianapolis this weekend. The I Cubs had a good series there. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll give you a little bit, but uh, <laughs> but other than that, um, it's a, it's between seasons now. You know, of course, nationally, of course, but we're just holding out, Robert. Um, Yeah, well, uh, today is going to be a very busy Tuesday for me. Uh, When I leave here, I'll I'll be uh, joining a teleconference, uh, and uh, 
I might get a chance to ask questions of uh, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. They're having a, a teleconference to uh, promote the fight. And I've talked to Deontay Wilder before, and that's how my name has gotten on the list. And uh, uh, I'm, I may get the opportunity to do this again uh, uh, next month in August when Earl, Sp Earl Spence and Manny Pacquiao fight because I've interviewed Earl Spence before. So normally uh, in the boxing media, when you, uh, you know, when you interview people and you leave a good impression, they'll put your name and number on these lists, and, and whenever their next uh, event comes up, uh, they'll call you for these. So that's what I'll be doing this evening. Especially so, nowadays in the yeah, era of Zoom calls, this is a you know standard procedure now. You used to you know even years ago in the NFL, forty, fifty years ago, you'd hear media calls. You know on Wednesday, you'd talk mm -hmm. to the opposing coach, the all yeah. the sport, uh, beat writers for the NFL. But that was like weird, you know. Here's uh, Hank in Kansas City, and they're going to talk to him from uh, Foxborough or whatever. Nowadays, it happens all the time, you know. Yeah, well, um, and, and this is going to involve uh, all the Las Vegas media that's going to cover it locally, all the international media that because we're going to have they're going to have a lot of writers from and uh, reporters from the UK because that's where Fury is from. So uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And and if I get to do the one next month, it'll involve people from the Philippines and stuff like that. And I've done these uh, conference calls before with with boxing. I've been doing, uh, you know, I've worked on several podcasts involving boxing since 2012. So uh, you know, a lot of people in the boxing industry, you know, know who I am. And mm -hmm. normally I'll, I'll get a lot of calls for stuff like this. So that's okay. what I'll be doing this evening. Yeah. Okay, Sean. Well, uh, a couple of things. Of course, it's been raining here the last few days. Uh, uh, we have these showers where it'll rain for like 30 minutes, and then it'll stop, and then it'll rain. And then, but well, you can always send the rain this way. <laughs> yeah, a couple interesting things I noticed. Oh, going on over at Wimbledon, a couple records have been set now. With All right, Roger Federer made the quarterfinal. He is the oldest man to make the quarterfinals in a Grand Slam now, officially. He's the oldest, and Novak Djokovic... He he has won 50 matches, or he has made the quarterfinal 50 times, and he is one of only five people to do that. Uh, and this Everett, is the like, 22nd consecutive year that Federer has participated but, in Wimbledon. So. But he, uh, the list, though, as I was saying, is Chris Everett, Martina Navratilova, Serena Williams, Roger Federer, and Novak Djokovic. So only one of only five. So you're getting some positive tennis news out of out of this tournament, you know, and unlike with French Open. But anyway, well, unfor unfortunately, Sean, with Wimbledon, they've had to deal with constant rain. So yeah. oh, they've had the yeah, they've had the rain and the cold and yeah, and of course, we also have a poll question coming up tonight, and this will be a fun one. This will kind of be a fun one. Some of your favorite sports personalities, athletes, players, coaches, announcers that have showed up. There's some of their favorite commercial or movie or TV cameos or Saturday Night Live hosting list because I got to think of it because I was watching a movie that had one. I'll tell about it when we get to the poll question. But, and then you can dial in on that or anything else by downloading the Zoom app and then dialing 646-876-9923. And then when you get in, 287 Seven two three forty six hundred. Hit the pound key twice. Uh, star nine. Raise your hand on the phone. Alt Y on the computer. More key on your smartphone. Uh, also, you can leave a comment. Sports Lounge at allthingsradio.net or 800-693-0595. Option two. Say it's for Sports Lounge Live. Or you can leave it at seven seven three five seven two. 
888-727-7715. So let's get to Robert's stuff. Bef- before we do that, be before we do that, Sean, real, real quick, we like to hit news as it breaks, and I know we'll talk more about this when we get to the Olympics. Shikari Richardson, it is now official, has been left off of the U.S. relay team. Okay. So, yeah, they're not putting that on just, the relay. Yeah, yeah okay. that just came down a few seconds ago. Okay. okay yeah. All right. So, Robert, the NHL, um, so what do you think of the series so far? So let me uh, do the quick update. Of course, we're down to one series, so it's pretty easy to do. When we left you last week, uh, my, uh, uh, Vegas had won, I think, game one fairly easily. No, uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. I'm sorry. Yeah, Tampa Bay won game one very easily. And then uh, game two was better, but game three was, again, an easy win. But last night, uh, back in Montreal for game four with a 3 nothing lead, you figure all oh, the rooms are out. They're going to be swept. Uh, here came the Canadians. They won that game in overtime, but not being badly outplayed while they did it because there were many shots on net by Tampa Bay, a lot more than uh, by Montreal. At one point, I think it was 12 to nothing or whatever it was. Yeah, uh, Carey Price won that game for them last night. Let's let's be honest about it. Um, in the earlier games, uh, he wasn't getting any help from his defense, but last night, he basically stole that game from Montreal. And uh, I, uh, of course, game five is supposed to be tomorrow night in Tampa. And again, uh, I don't know what's going to happen as far as the weather is concerned. Uh, the Rays and the Lightning are supposed to play tomorrow in Tampa, so we'll see what happens. I think they'll uh, be all right, but this hurricane or tropical storm is not that slow. And the, what gets you is when they hang around, and this has been moving pretty quickly up to now. So uh, you know, if it continues to do that, you know, it might be a bad twelve hours or so. Uh, but if they if it starts tonight, it might be better by tomorrow. If it's north of Tampa, it should be. Yeah, Tampa should be. And by by about Friday, but by Thursday or Friday, Chris, that storm's going to be up in your neck of the woods. We will. We'll get some rain from it. And they've said they are even before the storm, or maybe that they were factoring it in. They said on Thursday, kind of a showery uh, day with you know humid but showers, and that's the kind of thing that you get with this kind of stuff. But but uh, so we almost had a sweep, but but not. And then but we did have a hiring out of the blue. These teams hire coaches like out of the blue at strange times. And I don't know anything about this guy at all. <laughs> well, David gave us some information. His un, his name is uh, Andre Tourigny, and he is 47 years old. He was born in Quebec, strangely enough. Oh. He uh, was in the Canadian Juniors, uh, 02 through 20, a coach for them, assistant and a head coach for the junior national team for 13 through 15, and then the Colorado Avalanche assistant in 15 and 16, and uh, Ottawa in uh, also an Ottawa assistant. So he's had a little coaching experience, and, uh, you know, he's 47, so he's fairly yep. young, and I don't know. I'm trying to remember where Arizona left off this year. I mean, I don't think they made the playoff, did they? No, so no, of... they didn't. But uh, they had a very representative team, and Rick Talkett uh, uh, did a very good job uh, all the time he was there. Uh, you know, because uh, being a Sharks fan, we have to play the Coyotes all the time. Yeah. And, uh, Rick Talkett always had his team prepared, and uh, I hope he gets another shot at at, at a job. I think he will. He, yeah, he's the kind of guy. You know, he was on so many good teams, and you know, won Stanley Cup. He's the kind of guy you like to bring in into the room, as they say, because you don't have a locker room yeah. the room yeah. and you know you like to bring guys like that into the room and, and have them coach so uh so while we have you here robert um anything on boxing that you need you know, obviously you're going going to do the press conference you'll know more uh, next week but uh, anything that you'd want to say right now about anything in boxing well um um uh, this i i am I, i'm not in favor of this fight happening 
Uh, because Are you going to tell them that tonight, Robert? I'm just <laughs> no, 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 no. Are you, when you do something like this, you can't. You know, you can't say that. But, well, uh, it's I, funny because the talk know. show hosts will write each other if they don't. You know, yeah. you're going to tell Belichick that next week. They'll say on EDI or something. You know, no. whatever. Uh, you uh, you have to leave your personal opinions out when you do stuff like this. But in my opinion, this fight should not be happening. Uh, Deontay Wilder was not given a rematch clause to begin with after the second fight because the second fight was his rematch clause and from the first fight because it was a draw they gave him they gave him a, they had a rematch because the first fight was a draw and the second fight he was completely dominated uh, Tyson Fury knocked him out in the sixth or seventh round um, so I, I you know my personal opinion is this fight should not be happening but since it is and it's been moved to a uh, Legion Stadium in Vegas, and they expect all 65,000 seats to be sold. They're getting the promotional tools out, and this is why something like this is happening. Um, you know, uh, they're, they've uh, they've been promoting it like crazy, especially in Vegas, and they expect about five five or ten thousand UK fans to be over here for the fight because. Uh, British people, for, especially for boxing, they travel. Um, when Ricky Hatton was a top-notch fighter, every time he fought over here, uh, you you thought the fight was in the UK because he had more fans than most people. And, so, and England, England has opened up full travel to the U.S. I think they're starting. Yeah, to they they, up. they have. So, um, and all, most of their restrictions are going away on the 19th over there. So. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and Fox is going to be doing the pay-per-view. I thought it would be ESPN, but since ESPN did the last pay-per-view these guys had, Fox gets to do this one, so it'll be a Fox pay-per-view. And uh, the card will be worth it. It'll, it'll, I think all but one fight on the card will be all heavyweights. So you get to see what the heavyweight division looks like, and uh, I think it'll be uh, a good show for everybody, for those that are casual. And, of course, everybody gets behind the heavyweight championship. Uh, the re- one of the reasons why I uh, am upset that this fight is occurring is because they were they were approaching uh, signing a contract to make a total unified heavyweight championship between Fury and uh, Joshua, who Joshua holds three of the four belts, and both of them are from the UK, and uh, and uh, they had, they had the financial terms in place, and the locations were all set. They were just working on dates, and then the then uh, uh, Wilder took this thing to court and he won he won his court case here in the US and he also won his court case in the UK so this is where we are come July 24th so okay uh, yeah. and anything happened in NASCAR this weekend uh Chase Elliott won won his race so um you know that that's all I can tell you about that I didn't watch it but you know I did yeah, it, sure it was a really not a dramatic race at all no so okay so Anyway, and uh, um, we may as well get golf out of the way too. Uh, not that Roberts are golfers, but Cam, no. but Cam Davis won the Rocket uh, Mortgage uh, Tournament in Detroit, and he won it in uh, five, I think it was five overtime uh, playoff. And five hole playoffs, yeah. And last week yeah. it was an eight week eight uh, hole playoff. So this playoff. is a, a yeah. long tournament here. That was his first yeah. tour win, and I think they're off of the British Open next week, right? Is that that is British, correct. Next British week. Next week. Yeah. Okay, so a British and Wimbledon uh, finishing next week. So uh, that. Yeah. Be well, Wimbledon will be done this Sunday, and by the way. Uh, we have a birthday to celebrate uh, this weekend, so um, it'll be okay. Sean's birthday on Sunday. So yes, it will. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, we do, we do have uh, we do have a caller, so let's go okay. to Pierre. Let's go do to that. Pierre okay. now. Yep. 
Yeah, the uh, the big story Robert missed happened in NASCAR this week, where Chip Ganassi announced that he will no longer be a member of NASCAR. He's been in NASCAR for 31 years, and he's leaving. Uh, Pierre, any reason why? I did not hear that. Well, they didn't give a reason why, but he said he's just got too many racing series already, uh, Indy cars and all these other different classes, so he figured okay. this is the time to get out. And he uh, he uh, sold his team to track house racing. Oh, okay. I did not hear that. Thank you, Pierre. Okay, good. All and, right. So right uh, now as we speak. speak, right now as we speak, we got the uh, the match going on. It's the made-for-TV event of Phil Mickelson and oh, Tom Brady right. versus Bryson DeChambeau and uh, Aaron, Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. And they're all Mike Charles Barkley's on commentary. I haven't turned it on yet, but they're doing this in Montana at 7,500 feet. And oh. one of the holes, one of the holes is as par 777 feet. Par is yeah. like wow. wow. Can okay. you imagine trying? To, it's yeah, a Jack wow. Nicklaus designed course in Montana, and so well, you know, it's, Let's well, go to. Uh, I just remember. Let's go, last Jerry, let's go to Jerry here too, and then we'll get. Then we'll hit the break. So Jerry, so go we'll ahead and unmute yourself. But uh, you know, while Jerry's doing that, I remember last year it was like just about the first real sports event that had happened that anybody yeah. wanted to talk about it in like four months when it happened. Just Tiger and Phil versus Brady and Manning. Tiger yeah. and Phil versus right. Brady yeah. and Manning. Yeah. Yep. And then they had the other one too with uh, Kepka and. Jerry, you're up before the break, so the pressure is on you to go to break well, so go ahead. <laughs> okay, I have a question. Uh, uh, due to medical things I got behind, so I really didn't hear the commentary. Uh, didn't Terry Donahue do some broadcasting? Yes. He, he did, yes. 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 He, he, was the lead, he was the lead analyst on Westwood One Radio for a while. And he, he was also worked on CBS he, TV and Fox yep. TV. Mm-hmm. And that's football. correct. CBS yep. and Fox, yeah. He did yep. both of those. So, yeah. Yep. So we'll have that in the obituary. If you if you, you stay tuned for our death, Jerry, you'll be all caught up. You won't <laughs> have to be worry right about there. it. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, a lot of things are going on with me. And, yeah. Uh, hey, yeah, well. Was there an Indianapolis winner, this IndyCar winner this weekend? I don't think there was. I know there was a race because I remember Sean had it in the TV list. The Honda 200, but I don't know who won. I don't know yeah. who won, no. Oh, maybe. I, okay. Okay. Well, All we're right, now Jerry. at the bottom of the hour. Let's hit the break and we'll come back and then we'll get to other coming. A lot of baseball. Yep. Okay, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first. Name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and left with bunny ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. Two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat, and apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer here to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. <laughs> 
Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T, time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Joseph Newgarden won the Andy or won the Honda 200 Mid-America. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so. There you go. Okay. Ask and you shall find out. Okay. So we're going to start with the MLB, of course, with the standings and the schedule for tonight. And then we'll get into the All-Stars. And we've got some also some uh, other stuff. A lot of notes in baseball this week. And a lot of things to talk about. American League East, the Red Sox, as Rick says, have been doing well, 40, 54 and 32. Tampa Bay, 49 and 36, so a four and a half game lead for the Red Sox. Toronto, 43-39. Yankees, 42-41. But uh, Cashman and, and, uh, and uh, Aaron Boone got uh, votes of confidence, so that ought to take care of them as soon, as soon as you get those. Yeah, yeah well, it's Hal rather than uh, George, so this might work. And Baltimore, 27 and 57. In the Central, the White Sox are at 49 and 35. Cleveland, who's really been struggling lately at 42-40, and 40, so now it's like a six-game lead for the White Sox. Uh, Detroit, who's been playing pretty well for the Tigers, 39-46. and 46, They're coming off. Part of it was beating Cleveland, but still, uh, you know, you sometimes have these teams, and we talked about the Red Sox in 66 before the 67. You, you have a team that maybe they nobody other than the fans of the team realizes, oh, they won 76 and lost 86. Yeah, well, we expect them to lose like 94, you know, yeah. so they could be a lot better. So the Tigers are kind of playing better now, 39-46, Minnesota. Uh, most disappointing Yankees in Minnesota, most disappointing yeah. teams in baseball, 35 and 48. Well, uh, maybe Perry would argue with that. Minnesota, 35 <laughs> and 48. And, 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 they th- and Chris, we think the Twins are going to def- definitely be selling off, too. Oh, yeah, they should yeah. be. 35 and 48. Kansas City, 35 and 49. In the West, Houston, and 52, 33. The A's are 49 and 37. And, of course, they've got a big series. Where is that, Houston or uh, Oakland? It, uh, or? That's in Houston, Chris. Okay. Uh, and that starts we're, we're in Texas for the whole week, so. Okay. Uh, 49-37 for the A's. Seattle, 45-40. and 40. Uh, The Angels, 42-42. and 42. Texas, 33-52. and 52. So if you look at the wild card right now, you know, we, the division leaders right now, the Red Sox, the White Sox, and Houston, and the wild card teams right now would be the Rays and the A's, and then we've had that matchup before. And, yeah. uh, and the other team that's actually a little closer, you know, Cleveland's a little further back. Seattle has got uh, visions of wild card dancing in their head. They're not that far behind uh, the A's as far no. as the second wild card. So I there know. you go. Nobody really talks about Toronto either though. No, Toronto's hanging in. Yeah, they've yeah. got you know the problem with Toronto is they've got their bullpen problems and they've got pitching problems, but they can hit, boy, that's for yeah. sure. Oh yeah. And, well, and they and the Toronto's made two different trades, one with Miami and uh, one, one with Milwaukee. Milwaukee so. yep, yeah. That's right. Yeah. In the National League East, the Mets are forty four and thirty seven, Washington forty one forty two, so a four game lead for the Mets. Atlanta forty one and forty three, Philadelphia forty and forty two, Miami has fallen back thirty six and forty seven. In the central Milwaukee with a big 
51-35 record. And Cincinnati now in second because the Cubs, uh, they were beating the Cubs uh, uh, in the recent past. So 44 and 46 games out. The Cubs are 42 and 43, and and people are starting to think they may have to throw in the sort of like the Yankees. They're in kind of the same boat. They're behind a couple of teams and yeah, getting close to double digits out. So it's kind of you know getting to be that time where you have to think you're going to fish or cut bait. Uh, St. Louis 42-44 and Pittsburgh 31 and 53 in the West. We have the Giants at 53 and 31. The Dodgers 53 and 32, and we have San Diego 50 and 37. So those are your uh, you know leader and uh, two wild cards there right now. Colorado 37 and 48, and Arizona 23 and 63. So if you look at the National League, you have in the East the Mets, you have the Brewers in the Central, you have uh, the Giants right now for first, and San Diego and. Uh, and Dodgers. Uh, the Dodgers. Dodgers. So, so you end up with looking at the other teams really fast. Uh, the uh, East is a little bit under 500, and um, Cincinnati is kind of the next one up for the wild card, I guess, behind the, the the Padres. But they're like five games out. So I don't know. You know, it's something they can think about anyway. Uh, no, they may be further than that. No, it is five oh, games. I'd say yeah. four and a half. So all right, schedule for tonight, Tuesday, 7:05. We have Atlanta at Pittsburgh. Toronto at Baltimore, seven ten. We have the Dodgers at Chicago uh, at the White. Uh, yes, that's, no, seven ten. Uh, Miami at the right. Miami. Miami, yeah. yeah. Milwaukee at the Mets, uh, eight oh five. Detroit at what's that, Sean? That's the ESPN game. Uh, the Mets game, eight oh five. Detroit at Texas. Philadelphia at Chicago Cubs, 810, uh, the White Sox are at Minnesota, Oakland is at Houston, as Robert told us, Cincinnati at Kansas City, 938, the Red Sox are at the Angels, 940, Colorado at Arizona, St. Louis at San Francisco, 1010, Washington at San Diego, we have the Yankees at Seattle at 1010 also. So that's the other ESPN Tuesday game. Night. Okay, so that's your other Tuesday night game. And then, so now we'll start getting into the All-Stars, and thank you to David USF for going through. He got the uh, starters one day, and he got the reserves another day. So uh, let's see if I can find my my uh, starters here. I'm glad he I'm glad he did that, Chris, because unfortunately, using speech, it, it, the way they list all these things is is generally not terribly and, accessible. And trying to write it down off the TV is going faster. It's kind of yeah. Nice. And unfortunately, as an A's fan, I'm thoroughly disgusted. Matt Olson, our best home run hitter and top notch first baseman, has decided to throw his hat in the home run derby. And of course, we know what happens to players that join the home run derby. Uh-huh. Not, not okay. Good. So in the American League, the starters, we have Sal uh, Perez. Salvatore Perez is a catcher for Kansas City. At first base, we have Vladimir Guerrero for Toronto. Uh, we have uh, Marcus Simeon also for Toronto, former A, second yes. base. Uh, we have uh, Xander Bogarts for the Red Sox at shortstop and Rafael Devers at third base for the Red Sox. In the outfield, we have uh, Teoscar Hernandez for Toronto again. Uh, Mike Trout, of course, he's injured, so he won't be playing. And, that, be and they'll, they'll name a replacement for him. Right. Uh, Aaron Judge for the Yankees and the DHs. And Shohei Otani and, uh, is the one DH, and I, I think there might be another and DH. And Nelson there. Cruz is another one. Well, that's later. Yeah, that's right. That's a starting DH. Yeah. So that's and right. Shohei Otani, by the way, has made it as a DH and a pitcher. Yeah, yeah he so yeah, he'll so be able to do both. First time any, anybody's ever done that, of course. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so... Anyway, let me just stick this out. And, of here. We, and let's face it, even though the Angels aren't going to be in the playoffs with the year he's having, how can you deny him the American oh, yeah. League oh, MVP? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the National League, we have uh, Buster Posey behind the plate. We have Freddie Freeman at first base for the Braves. Posey, of course, for the Giants. We have Adam Frazier for the Pirates at second base. Uh, Fernando Tatis for San Diego is at shortstop. Uh, Nolan Arenado at St. Louis from St. Louis. Uh, is the third. Outfielders are uh, Ronald Acuna for the Braves, 
Jesse Winkler for Cincinnati. Wink, winker, winker, winker. Winker. Okay. Uh, Nick uh, Castellano. Castellano, yes. Also. Yes. And uh, the no DH. So that's the thing. So nationally, teams did not have DHs listed. So I don't know how they would make the roster work out for a game when they're playing each other. I mean, I know the game is in um, uh, Colorado. Denver. Colorado. So you yeah. figure there wouldn't be a DH because the American League's on the road, but DH and, is in the American League. But, but I think they do have a DH in the game. Though. It's just yeah. they, didn't, yeah. they didn't have anybody to vote as a DH. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And surprisingly enough, in that starting lineup for the National League, no World Series champion, Los Angeles Dodgers. That's right. Well, Betts would have been there, but he yeah. got hurt. Uh, let's yeah. see. So, and then, okay, we have the reserves. I'm taking them out because these all came up at different times. Okay, so here we go. The American League reserves. We have uh, Mike Sanino, catcher for Tampa Bay. Uh, Matt uh, Olson, uh, yep. the A's for yep. first base. Uh, Jared Walsh, also first base for the Angels. Jose Altuve for Houston at second base. Third base, Jose Ramirez for Cleveland. Shortstop is uh, Bo Bichette. Now, there's another thing that I'm going to read later about fathers and sons. I don't know if Dante was ever an all-star, but that would add to it. If, if, yes, Dante uh, was a four-time all-star. All right, then. So uh, Bo Bichette uh, and Dante joined that list of father-son all-stars that David gave us, which yes. we'll be talking about later. Uh, and then uh, Carlos Correa for Houston. And then uh, that's uh, third, uh, get third base, right? And then uh, he's the a short, no, Carlos Correa is a shortstop. He's shortstop. Yeah. He's okay. shortstop. Yeah. They gave him in a different order for the uh, reserves and for the yeah. starters. Houston uh, for okay. So the outfield then is Michael Brantley for Houston, Joey Gallo and uh, Adeus Garcia both for Texas. We're getting a little thunder over here. We're getting yeah. a lot here. <laughs> <laughs> Cedric Mullins from Baltimore. Somebody had to go from the Orioles. Uh, the DHs Nelson Cruz. We already had Otani as we mentioned. D- uh, Nelson Cruz from Minnesota and J.D. Martinez from the Red Sox. And then uh, pitchers, we have uh, Matt Barnes for the Red Sox, uh, Shane Bieber from Cleveland. Uh, he's uh, injured. He'll be replaced. Right. The always interesting Geraldo Chapman for the Yankees, who's had a rough week. <laughs> and frankly, I don't think he has it anymore. But No. Uh, Garrett Cole for the Yankees also. We have uh, Nathan Ivaldi for the Red Sox, or Nate Ivaldi as we call him around here. So five Red Sox this year. Pretty cool. Uh, Kyle Gibson for Texas. We have uh, Liam Hendricks for for Chicago. Another have, former A. <laughs> okay, you say uh, Kikuchi, Kikuchi for Seattle. Kikuchi from uh, Seattle. Yeah. Okay, for Seattle, we have Lance Lynn for the Chicago. Uh, uh, Shohei Otani for uh, the Angels, as we said. We have uh, Ryan Presley for Houston. Carlos uh, Roldan for Chicago, and Gregory Soto for Detroit. Okay, and of, and of then, course, Chris, we know that Lance Lynn is a former Ole Miss Rebel. There you go. And now, yeah, former uh, something. With, with Mike Trout and Shane Bieber both being injured, I'm sure they, they'll be naming replacements yeah. probably soon. Okay, so nationally, guys, we have uh, JT uh, Realmuto as the catcher from the Phillies. We have and Max is he, Muncy. Is, is Realmuto injured, too? I believe so. Oh, okay. I haven't heard any complaints from our Philly fans. I don't know. Yeah. On, the, on the system. Uh, Max Muncy for the Dodgers, first base. Second, we have Ozzy Aldiz for the Braves. And uh, Jake uh, Cronenworth for San Diego. Third base, we have uh, Chris Bryant for the Cubs and Eduardo Escobar for Arizona. 
And then we have the, for shortstop, we have uh, Brandon Crawford for the Giants and Trey Turner for the uh, Nationals. National. Outfield, we have uh, Luki Betts. He'll be there to say hello, but he won't be able to play. Uh, Brian Reynolds from Pittsburgh. We have Kyle Schwarber for Washington. And he'll be in the and same situation. And he's okay. injured also. Juan Soto for Washington. And then we have uh, Chris Taylor for the Dodgers. And then the pitchers, we have uh, Corbin uh, Burns for Milwaukee. Hugh Darvish for San Diego. Uh, Jacob DeGrom, of course, for the Mets. Uh, the guy, they may as well just have the Cy Young voting now and get down with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, right. Kevin Gosman for the Giants. Uh, Josh Hader, Milwaukee. Uh, Craig Kimbrell for the uh, Cubs. A former Red Everybody's former. Former Red Sox. Yeah. Uh, uh, Herman, uh, what is it, Mar- Martinez? Herman Marquez. Herman Marquez, I guess, mm. for Colorado. Yeah. We have uh, Mark Melanson for San Diego. Alex Rios for St. Louis. Uh, Trevor Rogers for Miami. I think that's the only Marlin that's there. That's Zach correct. Wheeler for Philadelphia. <laughs> Uh, Brandon Woodruff from Milwaukee, and then uh, and then I think that's it for our All Stars. And and while you're while you're getting to your notes, Chris, we just mm-hmm. had a baseball injury come across the wire. Uh, Yasmani Grandal, catcher for the Chicago White Sox, is out four to six weeks with a torn tendon in his left knee. Ouch! Oh, that's not good. So. Um, and I don't know whether what uh, you know what they have for backups or whatever, but I'm sure Jamal will not. Well, the be backup happy. catcher for the White Sox is Zach Collins. I assume they'll call up somebody from Charlotte. That's correct. Okay. I know so, we're getting like close to all. Robert's exit, so let us yeah, break I'll, here. I'll, be be I'll see you guys next week. Okay, Robert. Take care, have Robert. Fun. Okay. And of course, Trevor Bauer is accused of assault in uh, California and uh, of a woman uh, uh, in Pasadena. He supposedly did it at his place in Pasadena. It was rough sex on it. He said, she said, I guess it's going to be uh, longer than a week. It looks like it doesn't sound like they're an uh, investigation. It's been about four or five days. So you would think they'd need to come up with something. Uh, right. But the Dodgers, apparently, according to <clears throat> John Heyman yesterday, they don't expect him back at the earliest before the all-star break. But if you look at, if you look at some of the stuff that you hear about the case, um, I mean, it sounds like it was a, a weird mess, but uh, it, I think it's what he said, she said. It, it, it is. It, it, that's yeah. what it kind of sounds like, yeah. you know. But we'll see what comes up with the investigation. Right. Uh, his record is pretty good: eight and five, two point five nine ER, and uh, so far this ERA this year, and he leads uh, with one hundred seven point two innings and one hundred thirty seven strikeouts. Uh, and uh, so we'll see what happens to him, whether he gets back soon. So I guess. Uh, uh, you've got guys injured on the Cubs. You had a story in there. Uh, uh, Perry with uh, Rizzo is injured, and Brian is injured, and Jose well, they're, Lobaton they're all now back. is hurt. They're all back. But okay. today, today, well, Lobaton is, and he's probably done. But today, of course, Cole Stewart and uh, Eric Sogard uh, were placed on the injured list. And uh, uh, Sogard, as of last night, has pitched five times this season. That seems awfully high. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. so, yeah, and- that's a lot. Here's, so here's something, uh, and I guess you were talking too about the catchers. The Cubs have been flipping around back and forth and pick, pick them up and let them down. And yeah, uh, not too happy with the, the crew of catchers you've got there, huh? Not, well, I guess the the two that they changed out yesterday they they designated Taylor Gushu for assignment. So hopefully he'll clear and he'll be back with with the I Cubs. And they brought in Robinson Chirinos, who I guess was released by the Yankees over the yeah. weekend. But the problem you had a defensive catcher in Gashu who's not known for his hitting 
and you're you basically you know designated him, and you brought in basically the same type of player. I'm you know, and yeah. frankly, if you're getting ready as we as we'll talk about here in a minute, but if you're getting ready to make all these changes, you know, why didn't you at least keep Gashu up? I mean, we don't I don't know what he can do in the big leagues, but if you're probably not going to win, why don't you find out? Well, that's right. And they may switch to that mode, you know, around uh, later in the month or in August, because, you know, you're going to, you know, like you say, you're going to have to decide what you're going to do. So uh, then, uh, so fathers and sons. So David USF came up with, I think it's 15 combinations of fathers and sons that have been all-stars. Now be 15 with the Bichette. So you have, uh, oh, and Vladimir Guerrero was the youngest to lead in all-star voting uh, ever at 22 years old. So pretty cool. Vladimir Guerrero, of course, both Vladimir Guerrero's uh, were on uh, the all-stars. Then we have, uh, uh, the Alamars uh, for Sandy, Sandy, and Roberto were all all stars. And then we move on to um, Philippe and Moises Alou. See, it's better. These older names I know how to say. You know, you give me <laughs> these guys that I haven't really heard of, especially in the National League, and I see these names, I'm, I'm have to flub them. But that's okay. David, who's very good, said uh, Devers, 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 whatever it is. He said. So you know, <laughs> everybody's got tro- trouble. Well, well, and then, and then yesterday, Chris, when we when we unfortunately had to report the death of the. Uh, hockey player oh, yesterday. Yeah. I, of course, botched his name. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, that, that wasn't easy. Uh, Philippe and Moise, Moises Alou, the Bells, Guts and Buddy, both made the All-Stars. And the Boons, Ray, Bob, Brett, and, and Aaron all made the All-Stars. Uh, Bobby and Barry Bonds, of course, Cecil and Prince Fielder, uh, Tom and Dee Gordon, uh, Ken uh, Griffey, both senior and junior, uh, Jim and Mike Hegan. Oh, that was another one he didn't know about Hegan. Of course, Jim Hegan was from Lynn, uh, Massachusetts here. And uh, Mike Hegan, of course, did uh, games with the Indians on radio and TV. And he was a good uh, good color man. Uh, I don't know if he's not around anymore. Uh, Randy and Todd Hundley. Uh, okay, uh, Vern and Vance Law. I never knew that Vern, uh, Vance Law was Vern's uh, son, but uh, he was. And Gary, and, uh, Gary Maddox Sr. and Jr. And Steve and Nick Swisher. Uh, and the uh, and as they say, uh, the uh, Guerreros now and uh, Dante uh, and Bo Bichette. Uh, let's see. So then we have uh, uh, yeah, and Guerreros are only the fifth combo as starters. The Boons did it. Ray, Ray and Bob. Uh, no, Cal never played in the majors. Cal Senior never played in the majors, to my knowledge. Uh, so the Boons, uh, Ray and Bob were starters. Then Bob and Brett were starters. And then uh, and then the fielders were both starters. And uh, that might that might be five there. I don't know. But anyway, uh, that's what I got. Uh, okay. No. Uh, uh, let's see. Then we have. Okay, that's uh, getting into our all stars again. Jack and Joe Buck. Jack and Joe Buck, a father and son that have called all star games nationally on TV. Getting back that, to that other stuff. That's right. They have. And because uh, 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 Harry called the, uh, the skip, never called an all star game. Okay. No, then we were talking about uh, another thing that David uh, came up with for us. Was David is here, by the way, David, with his hand raised. David, if you want to unmute, you can participate in this if you like. Okay. Well, he was talking about great first halves, and I mentioned that all-star breaks uh, vary. Uh, this year it's going to be yeah, 90 games or so, but in 1969, one of the years of the people that he was talking about with 30 homers and 10 stolen bases at the all-star break, that was 100 games because we had that, uh, it was the week of the moon landing, and uh, they, it got rained out on the Tuesday night. It was late for some reason, July 22nd, so I don't know what the, the deal was. But anyway, for these people with uh, 30 homers and 10 steals, we had Christian Yelich uh, with 31 and 19. 19, 31 homers, 19 steals in Milwaukee in 19. 
Uh, Albert Pujols, 32 homers, 10 steals for the Cardinals in 09. We had uh, Sammy Sosa, 33 uh, homers and 10 steals for the Cubs in 98. Strangely enough, 98, right? Um, uh, Brady Anderson, another uh, one-time wonder. 30 homers, 12 steals in Baltimore in 96. And then Reggie Jackson, 37 homers and 10 steals in 69 for the A's. And that's what made me uh, think about the the Reggie business. Uh, let's see. And then uh, what brought that up was the Otani has done that now. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, Pujols, Sammy. Okay, thirteen homers last. Oh, so oh yeah, Otani. And this is a, these stats are a couple of days old. But Otani had thirteen homers in the last fifteen games and pl- uh, and player of the month for June in the American League. So uh, and of course uh, the Dodgers met with Joe Biden and had a normal. We're back to normal here with the president's meeting with the teams again. So that's kind of cool. And Kamala Harris was there as well. Uh, Okay, and then I mentioned that the all-star breaks vary, uh, and they're not equal halves. And let's see, uh, Mill had, Milwaukee had won 11 in a row, and uh, they, uh, you know, it's been great for Milwaukee. You know, we're talking about Tampa Bay, and maybe they're going to get another championship. But the Brewers uh, were 30 and 11 since May 22nd, which is the day that the uh, Bucks started the playoffs. So that's pretty cool. So that is it that I have for baseball. Let's so, uh, let's bring in David, uh, let's bring in David, David and then uh, Jamal. You're going to be up right after David USF. All right, David, are you there? Uh, David is muted. David, if you want to unmute yourself, are you there? I don't know. Oh, hey guys, uh, just called in really oh, quick to there say we are. that Mookie, yeah, Mookie Betts is not injured. Uh, he's healthy. Um, oh. he may be confusing. Yeah, he may be confusing him with Corey Seager, who's uh, eligible to return on July fifteenth. So yeah, all all the other major players okay, are good. back except Corey Seager. So yeah, Mookie Betts will play. Well, good. All that right, remi- that good. reminds me too, Chris. There was another piece of Dodger news today. Uh, Steven Souza Jr. was designated for assignment, and they called up a pitcher whose name I do not have right in front of me, but they called up a pitcher to replace him on the roster. Okay. By the way, I'm back, guys. They moved it to 7.30 Eastern time, so I'm Yeah, that, I'm that, that, that's another thing about the Zoom conferences. They can always get delayed because you're not, like, uh, renting, having a buffet and renting for, anything. So, you know. Yeah, for more time. There we go. All right. All right. Well, the next thing up for that I oh, have. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Let's bring in Jamal while we're taking Oh, Jamal. Calls. That's about Jamal. So, Jamal, if you want to unmute. Good evening, gentlemen. How are y'all doing? Hello. Okay. The White Sox continue to be a mash unit. Uh, it's Glendale going down for four to six weeks. Wow, that's unfortunate. And the White Sox are still holding on in the lead, yet the Cubs have fallen apart, bringing, meaning that uh, maybe that old acronym might come into play this year. Completely useless by September. Okay. Well, Jamal, Jamal, do they – I mean, maybe, I don't know. Maybe you would know. Do they have – a catcher at Charlotte that is reasonably good? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. Zach Collins is the backup catcher for the White Sox. And, he's, he's and, and, Zach, Co- and Zach Collins, I think we agree. He's, okay. he's not Grandal, but he's okay. Yeah, he's he's uh, very serviceable. But, you know, but I hope that well, whoever they bring up can fill in the void. But I want to talk about the Trevor Bauer situation. Okay. And I okay. listened to that situation. It sounds bizarre. I, yes. guess that brings, I guess that brings me to the term... A high, hard one. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, now, okay, wow. Jamal, uh, do you think yes. if – and, I mean, I don't know what they have in the farm to trade, but if Grandal is going to be out for a significant length of time, would they call and inquire what it would take to get Contreras? 
Well, who knows? I mean, quite frankly, if the Cubs are having a fire sale, I certainly wouldn't mind the White Sox trying to uh, grab one or two of their players. And last the Cubs, the Cubs and White Sox have made trades before. So. They have. They have. And, and the article, and we, we didn't hit this, the article written today by Bruce Levine, and I know, Joel, you would know who it is. He's the, he's the scores uh, baseball yes, he correspondent. He covers both teams. And he said that even the, the players are now realizing that, you know, Bryant Rizzo, Baez, and those guys are now realizing their time together is likely over. And it's no secret. He said that the, the two players that the Cubs could trade that they would get the biggest returns for are going to be Wilson Contreras, of course, the catcher, and Kyle Hendricks, the pitcher. They, they're not interested. They're not anxious to trade either one. But I think if somebody calls and says, hey, we're going to give you X, X, and X, if you're trying to sell, I think you at least have to listen, don't you? Well, yeah. I mean, if you're going to have a because I don't want to see the, I don't want right. to see them necessarily trade Hendricks either. But right, right. I also want to make another observation about this upcoming NBA final. Okay. I think this. I, right. I think that uh, this thing is going to go to full seven, and I think it's relatively wide open. I could easily see either Milwaukee or Phoenix winning because both teams don't. Uh, both teams played well, but one team didn't look more dominant than the other, in my opinion, in the playoff. Is Giannis I healthy? Because I know he was out of he's game, a game He's a game-time time, game decision. Game he's been upgraded tonight from doubtful to questionable. Yeah. Okay. And I personally would I would set him the two games in Phoenix yeah. to see how they do and let him rest, and then they don't come back till Sunday. You know, and then you can see when they get home in Milwaukee, they'll be there for what? Three, I think it's two, three, two this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it right. has been for a while now. Yeah. Well, no, no, they changed. Well, you remember last year? The last couple of years, they moved it to two, two. Oh, one, yeah. One, I don't know where they were in the bubble. I, I thought it, it was two, matter. two, one, one, one this year. They, oh, really? Oh, maybe it is. I think maybe so. it is two, two, one, one. Because I remember before the bubble, the year before the bubble, they moved it to two, two, one, one, one. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know what it is this year, but it was, I don't know. You know. We can see, but oh, there was one more baseball thing that I uh, almost forgot. Rowdy Telez to Milwaukee from Toronto as an outfielder for the for the pitcher Trevor Richards. Richards and a minor yeah. leaguer and a minor leaguer. Yeah, and Sean, Sean were you trying to get into get something in here before we go to? Okay, yeah. One thing I heard this discussion on a couple talk shows and. It got me thinking. Shohei Otani, Mike Trout was the best player, but Mike Trout doesn't have much personality. And we've talked about marketing baseball, and they keep trying all these weird. Okay, if you're baseball, why are you not pushing Fernando Tatis Jr. and Shohei Otani? Because in the baseball card days, they would market them. In the commercial days, they would. Uh, especially, they could be using Otani with all of these. You know, the bullying of Asians has been going on there. Baseball, yeah. they can get out ahead of it and say, you know, have him doing. And I know his he speaks okay English. I mean, I, I know you may be that winner, but I mean, he's seen. And but they, you really don't need as much of that now with the bully. You know, they can do the, the have him out there as kind of like a spokesman. For, you know, people, you know, why are you... I've, I've never heard him interviewed, no. so I don't know no, if he either. speaks English or not. So yeah. The one thing they have against him is that, unfortunately, there is still an East Coast bias. They'd be a lot yeah. more if they were on the East Coast. Yeah. But, yeah. but he's, he's the guy, he's in L.A., yeah, he's in Anaheim, but he's in L.A. They can market him to the moon. Oh, I know. And, I mean, if they wanted to. And that's baseball, where, that's has, where baseball has always been... Three steps behind with marketing. That's yeah. That's just, that's so just, I have they never... were ahead back in the day with guys like Reggie Jackson and yeah. those guys, and you know all that. But after you know, kind of the nineties on, it just sort of and when media grew, they 
stuff. I have never heard a Japanese player, in, and we've had a few, do an interview without an interpreter. I, we, That's you correct. Do, uh, you, it, uh, wait, well, you, you Darvish can he can at least somewhat do it. I know because he I've okay. heard him. He can somewhat. By the way, yeah, I've heard Chris, him. Before we leave baseball here tonight, here in in Des Moines, it's always cool. You know, the Fourth of July and all this. I think they always see interesting things happen, and they've done this for like eight years since about twenty. 12, I think, is the first time they did it. But they will have a ceremony before the first game of the series with St. Paul tonight. And uh, 25 people will become American citizens. And over the years that they've done this, over about 400 people from all sorts of different countries have become American citizens. And for those who don't know, I mean, the the process to become a citizen is not easy. You have to go through a whole lot of hoops and everything, but boy, the people from what you hear, the people who do it and they, they, you know, they get to be on the field and they get to go to the, to the ball game and Mm -hmm. and they take their oath, you know, right there. They, they love it. So well, David Ortiz did it one at Fenway park one time. Right. Fenway does it too. They, every year they have a group of, uh, and I get, I, I saw and David something. became one of them uh, one oh five six years ago. He's yeah. still playing, but he became an American. I kid. saw a story yesterday, and uh, Ozzy Guillen was was on NBC Sports Chicago, and um, he said, you know, he's he's grateful to the country, you know, for for all the opportunities he's been given, and apparently re- he broke down when. You know, somebody asked him, you know, why was it so important to become an American citizen, which he did in 2006. Uh, and Guillen, of course, was the first Hispanic manager to win the World Series from what they were yep. saying. Yep. And uh, he said, you know, he said, if you come from where I came from in Venezuela and you had basically nothing, he said, you're always appreciative when you're allowed to succeed. And I think it, with the, you know, in some of the cases, the climate in the country today, we don't hear enough of the good, positive, you know, stories. We hear all the negative stuff, but we don't hear enough of those yep. positive mm-hmm. stories. That's good. Okay. So for the NBA, Sean, you, we have been uh, teasing folks for about an hour <laughs> about the NBA. Uh, they've, they've got a little battle in the ESPN uh, broadcast area, huh? Well, first of all, I guess we can get to the, we, we all know the championship Milwaukee and Phoenix. We touched that. And yeah, I'll get to the, I'll get to the battle in a minute. I'll, I'm going to tease him a little longer. Let's get to Marv Albert first. Sean's <laughs> okay, trying to really, he's trying to really milk it, Chris. Well, no, Marv I wanna, let's get because Marv Saturday night. Okay, Saturday night was Marv's last game, and I thought they handled it with class. They did with, yeah. with him and Reggie, and then the inside the NBA guys, and he said 55 years. And yep. it, I mean, yeah, he did a lot of sports, but of course, he was. I th- I would say the national voice. Of the NBA, basically. I mean, yeah. He, well, he had an era so, like Dick Stockton did, like, you know, different people had their yeah, brand had a little era. People had like different someone, ones. But, I, yeah. And main, the main reason pointed this out, and a couple others that I've heard around places pointed this out. All right. Howard Cosell was to Muhammad Ali, uh, where Mar- Marv Albert is to Michael Jordan, what Howard Cosell was to Mar- Muhammad Ali, because he was, he was Jordan's, you know, he was Jordan's announcer. His he did the finals, yeah, for when Jordan. Yeah, other Jordan, than the last one, yep, that's right. Yeah, he 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 was his announcer, but yeah, I got to say, good job, congratulations, Marv Alberts. Uh, yeah, Marv, I, I had some things on him. He was starting with the the Rangers, and I remember this. He sold the time uh, with uh, WHN to do Tempty Soup in '66 and '67. He only got the third periods on. This was back when the Rangers and the Knicks were not even on the radio for about three or four years. They were so bad, and the no no stations were interested. He got the Rangers on. 
and 66, 67. Then he, uh, you know, was then uh, started to get all the home games in the 67, 68 season for WHN. And they had Don Cricky in to do the Knicks the first couple of years because he was, they, they just had it set up for Marv to do the Rangers. But then he got in with the Knicks too after a couple of years. So that was cool. And uh, he, I think his first uh, pro game for anything he ever did was here. He filled in uh, on a hockey game. I think George, Jim Gordon couldn't get here when the uh, earlier in 62 or so uh, they were on WCBS uh, that year. And Marv uh, was working for Marty Glickman as like a stringer. And he, they got him up here to Boston. Jim Gordon couldn't get here. And he's the Rangers. So, yeah, he's, he's done all kinds of stuff. He did, uh, you know, Giants football. Of course, he's done the Super Bowls and uh, all that stuff for uh, Westwood boxing. One with Boomer and boxing, of course, with Ferdy, the fight, fight doctor and all that stuff. And yep. uh, so he's got quite a quite a career in, in a lot of sports. Uh, four kids and eight grandchildren. And he was born June 12th of 1941. And uh, so that's uh, that. That's really but of course, cool. But of course, with, uh, Kenny, with Kenny still around, we will still hear the Albert voice. Yep, the Albert voice. Yeah. Is and I will say this. I think the Knicks didn't even acknowledge Marv in the playoffs. And he didn't acknowledge anything about, hey, he was our guy. The yeah. Nets, the the Nets, Nets did. did a better yes. tribute. They honored him. They, you know, they said, "Hey, thank you, Marv. Even though you weren't our guy, you know, thank you for." They, well, he did the, some nets. We remember when he came back after the suspension and stuff. I think he did nets for uh, for uh, whoever well, yeah, the NY, yeah, NY, NY after the firing. Whatever that after is the firing. after the firing, yeah. he didn't come back to the Knicks. He came to the Nets. Yeah. One of the reasons why the Knicks didn't honor him is him and uh, Dolan have had uh, disputes for a number of years. And, I think that uh, if, if there is any way that the Knicks can fudge up something, up. they do it. Yeah. yeah. And the lucky thing for the Ranger fans is he doesn't care much about hockey, so he doesn't Well, until up. this year when he blew up, when he blew up oh, the whole true. front office. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. And so, but, but anyway, so what's so going on in the ESPN side of things? All right. <laughs> this kind of good old fashioned cat fight, wouldn't you say? This started, co- this started coming up this week. I think it was an article in the New York Times, but it goes back to last year, right around this time in the bubble, is where it all started. Remember, remember, even the announcers and everybody, they had to quarantine before they, you know, when they first got there. So Rachel Nichols, she was doing her shows and her reports. She does the jump on ESPN, which is their daily NBA show. And she was she was in there originally. She put something out. She thought that someone from ESPN had hacked into her, or someone had hacked into something. Because, but apparently, she had the cameras in her uh, room to do the show, and then they weren't turned off at times. And everything when it's recorded, it goes back to the ESPN server. She was talking to a guy with LeBron James, and they were talking about all kinds of stuff. She was one of the guys that helped him set up the him and Rich Paul set up the. The, pro, the social justice and the pro, you know the the registering to vote and you know at the NBA arenas and other things. So she was talking to him, and then she found out. She was like, "Well, why why am I being removed? It's in my contract that I'm supposed to be doing NBA countdown." And she's like, "Why am I being removed and replaced by Marie Taylor? It's in my contract that I you know that I you know when I came back I worked." I worked hard, not to say that she didn't work hard, but she goes, I worked hard to get here. And I, you know, and basically, and he, and he said, well, of course, you know, the backstabbing that goes on at your company, ESPN and all that. And then it got out of hand. It got around places. People found it. And so you had Maria Taylor's people, uh, 
all of a sudden going after Rachel Nichols, and then you had the people on Rachel Nichols' uh, show kind of going after Maria Taylor, and then it stayed very quiet and amazingly in the ESPN confines, which if you've read that ESPN book, a lot of stuff stays in. There's a lot of stories like this in the ESPN con, uh, there. But it, the New York Times got a hold of it and got a hold of the audio, and so I guess this weekend she she issued an apology and she said it was not against Maria Taylor. She was she's a talent. She was it was not against her. She said it was against the way ESPN pulls stuff. And she goes, if Maria Taylor had had this and it had been me, she goes, I hope it had been the same way. They're like, wait a minute, why are you doing this to you know me to her to she she came out and she apologized to Taylor, but yeah, there's a little. A couple, and remember, she's already left ESPN once. She went to Turner and then came back to ESPN. And like you were saying, Perry, Maria Taylor's wanting to be. Yeah, they, they've offered her, I think, I think three, three and a half million, and she wants eight. She's not worth eight million. I'm she's sorry. Sir, she's, yeah, she, and, she's not. She's, they, she's, oh, I would, if I were describing Maria Taylor, she's okay. I mean, I would yeah. not say if that, wow, I'm going to turn on and, the TV so I can listen to Maria Taylor. That I wouldn't do. And, and you know, let's just say ESPN does not pay their anchors eight right. million. They'll pay no, they don't. some of their analysts, all that, because they go, look, you can be replaced. We're ESPN. I mean, why do you think Dan Patrick left? Why do you think Colin Cowherd, Bill Simmons, uh, uh, Rich Eisen, uh, Rich Eisen. I mean, just the list goes on and on. All these people, Kenny Mame just left. Yeah. Now, now, for the most part, and I mean, obviously, Sean, you and I follow more a lot of college stuff, too. For the most part, unless they're going to move her, Maria Taylor, during the college season, does more stuff for the SEC Network than she does on big ESPN. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, wanting, she's wanting to be, but Rachel Nichols, and, you know, she had a little good argument, but it was probably like it, she didn't know, you know, it's like, hey, you might be, and, you know, you don't. And luckily, she didn't say anything racial or no. derogatory. She just, you know, nothing like that that really would have gotten her. But yeah, you were. And I mean, if she, a, if she'd have said anything, you know, racial or say anything like that, I, I think we all would have said, hey, you know, that's not right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she didn't say anything like that. But I mean, you know, like I said, Rachel Nichols. I mean, she's she's talent. You know, she's got a lot of her grandma's energy in her. Yeah. Uh, I, and I think that may who, be. Who is her grandmother? Barbara Walters. Oh, Barbara Walters. Barbara. Barbara. Oh, okay. That, I mean, it, that may be, because ESPN, I'm sure they don't like that this stuff got out. That may yep. be if Rachel Nichols is saved at ESPN. That may be what does it is that she's related to Barbara. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, TNT, and they're going to start to get hockey too, and they're going to have basketball. And, you know, they're going to be moving their announcers around. There's more jobs over there than uh, there right. were. It's not so, even whether you know. they. It's not whether they keep Rachel Nichols or whether she says, you know what, this is wrong, y'all are, and they could end up losing both of them, Maria Taylor. They and certainly Rachel could Nichols. because Maria Taylor, as we said, is right. in the process of negotiating. And there's always Fox and CBS out there for sideline reporting and other things. So you know, oh yeah, whatever. And, and there's studio shows on both those CBS Sports Network. They're going to be stepping their game up a little more. Well, NBC Sports Network never did much, but CBS Sports Network is probably going to. You know, they got the Viacom money behind them now. Fox has Fox Sports One. Yep. They're getting a lot of people. Uh, you know, just and and remember, honestly, and remember, if you go to Turner or you you go to CBS, that also opens the NCAA tournament in March. And, and that yes. is that is probably one of the biggest view things every year. 
Right. Yes, it is. And, you know, honestly, I'll tell you straight up, ESPN, no matter who they put in that studio role, I mean, Mike Tirico did okay, but the, the hosts, I mean, it's never been what NBC had, definitely not what Turner had, because, you know, NBC, when they had Costas and uh, Pat Riley and all them in the studio, and uh, and then, you know, went from Costas to Gumbel, and then, of course, we all know that Shaq and Barkley and Ernie Johnson and that crew with, with Turner, like I said, it's a shame that Turner does, I mean, I know NBA wants it all on over the air, but I think a lot of people have TNC, it's a shame that that you we don't get them every other year for the final. Yeah, the no, uh, don't, uh, look, I'm not into pregame or postgame shows, but if you're going to watch any of those, you want to watch Charles Barkley. You want to watch Shaquille O'Neal. Well, if nothing you want, else, you want to watch Charles Barkley to see what he's going to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why do you think people are going to tune in today for this golf tournament? Because Charles is on commentary. Right, right. <laughs> okay, so uh, getting getting back to the finishing up the NBA, little, we have David Tisdale coming back for the uh, in as a Laker assistant and uh, he has already been uh, in and let's see assistant for the Lakers he was a head coach for the Memphis and the Knicks he was he's back with LeBron again he was assistant in Miami in 08 to 16 and they won two championships together in 12 and 13 and the last note on the finals as we get ready for that to start tonight and I guess that starts what nine o'clock and it's the first time ever that a team has been out of the playoffs for as long as Phoenix has. It's just 2010. Or more, first time ever for a team, 10 or more years. Right, 10 or more years to right get the into the final. And, you know, what this reminded me of, people were saying, I don't know, I heard some silly talk on some show the other day about, well, this reminds me of the Warriors when the Warriors, well, the Warriors were pretty good the year or two before they won the title. What it reminded yeah. me of was the Celtics in 08, because what they did was the Celtics were a lottery team, you know, had the fourth pick or whatever. And then, uh, you know, of course, drafted Green, went out, traded him, got Allen and, and, and um, Garnett, and then were the champions. So that that's more yeah. that's the very unusual for and the NBA Rockets team to they, do stuff like yeah. that. The Rockets in '86 they were in the playoffs the year before. They had been in the lottery to get Elijah but they were in the playoffs the year before in P5. So when they mm-hmm. made it against the against yeah. one, more, one more, more NBA note, Chris uh, Nate okay. McMillan of the Hawks was given a four-year contract yesterday. Oh, so about time. He is yeah. now the full-time coach. Paid. About time. <laughs> about time he got paid. Yeah, yeah, really. Okay, so for college sports. Uh, Mississippi State finally uh, won the title nine nothing over Vanderbilt last week, so they they ended up. Uh, and as Sean pointed out, they got through uh, in in June before any rainouts or anything pushed anything to July, so they got that done. And then uh, Sean, I guess the NCAA kind of washed their hands of the whole thing with the uh, image, well, name, and likeness. Yeah, thing, huh? well, first of all, before we get to that, also something that came down: uh, Texas won what is called the Directors Cup in the NCAA, the most NCAA championships of any team in this in a calendar in the NCAA calendar year. Stanford has had that title for twenty five something years. They call it they used to call it President's Cup. Like you throw in all the swimming and diving and tennis and all those you know, in one year they add they keep track of who wins all the all the different NCAA championships. Usually it's Stanford that does it, but Texas got in there this year. But okay. all right. anyway, now name image and likeness. As remember last week where we left you. <laughs> when we left you last week, it was about to come in. NCA was originally saying, ah, oh, we're washing our hands. We're not going to have anything to do with it. But then the next day, they took it to, to a new level and said, no, we as the NCA are going to allow every school, at, even in the states that don't have a have an NIL law passed yet, we're going to allow you all, allow your players to go get name, image, likeness, uh, all that. But we're going to leave it up to the school. They broke it at like 
uh, seven hours before July 1st <laughs> on the East Coast <laughs> when the when they finally voted it. But they still said, of course, a school you cannot accept. Like, for instance, Reggie Bush is saying he wants his Heisman back. He wants all this stuff. You can't go accept a rental house, at, you know, like Reggie Bush did. Or you can't accept from a school. Uh, from a school. But you can go do commercials. You can do uh, endorsements. Uh, this player, this gymnast for LSU that's probably about to be a millionaire, if not already, she has 4 million TikTok uh, followers, 1.7 million Instagram followers, and so between all that, she can go out and just, you know, get views and get paid for this, so this this gymnast is going to be a millionaire. There's something called Cameo that a lot of them are on, oh, yeah. and what you do, if you want to give somebody, say, have a famous person or whatever tell you happy birthday or a message like you can get brad sham to tell you happy birthday for 50 bucks if you want to he's on cameo he does it and how about so, craig way wishing us happy anniversary he, he won't do, he's not doing brad sham has been trying to get him on cameo i think sean you need to reach out and see make sure that he'll do a a wish for us yeah yeah at least i should but yeah he's, <laughs> he's, they, they were having a nice conversation today about uh <laughs> about old old TV stations and signing on and off the air, but that's another story. But yeah, because <laughs> a hey, slow time him and his well, he's having guests all week because his co-host is off. But you know, but anyway, yeah. But now these players can go do that, and they're signing because the quarterback, uh, the quarterback from Oklahoma, is already doing stuff with Smoothie Kings, uh, and the laws are very, of course, be, you know, the laws are up to the different schools like BYU. Has all their natural, you know, the same as a lot of no alcohol, no uh, sexually oriented businesses. But of course, they're also saying no caffeinated beverages. So yeah, they've got that for BYU seal, but they all. Why well, wouldn't I wouldn't be good there? there. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's well. Remember, it was the Jimmer for death thing at BYU, and he right. broke the code of conduct because he was with a girl. And but he broke BYU. Uh-huh. He said he got it was Jimmer for death. I think he got suspended that time from the team. But you know, but no. So it name, image, and likeness is there, and the transfer transfer portal. They all had to have their names in by July first to be eligible this year in all the sports. Now next year in the fall and in football and basketball. It'll have to be football, volleyball, basketball. It'll have to be by May 1st. And then uh, spring sports will have to be by July 1st starting next year. But that means they're eligible automatically. Again, you know, okay, so, I mean, so there's one more college note. Chip Hale is the new ba- uh, baseball coach at uh, Arizona. And he was replacing uh, Jim Johnson who went to LSU. And he uh, Chip Hale played for them in 84 through 87. And then uh, they won the championship in 86. And then uh, he played for the Twins in 89 through 96 and the Dodgers for 14 games in 97. He managed the Diamondbacks in 15 and 16 to a robust 148 and 176 record. And then he coached uh, for many MLB teams, you know, a base coach and all that stuff. So, so the Tigers are now looking for a third base coach. That's right. He was a coach for the Tigers. That's right. So there you go with, uh, with uh, that. Is anything else on college? No, I think that's it. Okay. Now we had we have the NFL, and I have to make my little speech here. This uh, Daniel Snyder thing is ridiculous. Now you just saw yeah. we, we're going to get to in a minute that um, Trevor Lawrence got twenty four million for for a signing bonus. So we've got Daniel Snyder who runs the uh, Washington Football Team, formerly the Redskins, and he supposedly run a pretty ran a pretty uh, 
pretty happy-go-lucky ship there as far as sexual harassment, as far as, you know, being involved with uh, taking pictures of the cheerleaders when they didn't know it, uh, just all kinds of good old boy kind of stuff that people used to do all over the place, uh, everywhere. But, you know, this is now a different era. It's now the 20, 2020s. It's the Me Too era, all that other stuff. By the way, it wasn't a good uh, week for Me Too with Bill Cosby getting out either, but that's yeah, another that story. That would be true. But anyway, the thing is, Daniel Snyder, what did he get fined? Well, Daniel, you know, he's a good old boy. He's been in the league now for over 20 years, and, he, and he's a buffoon, and they all know they could take advantage of him with trades because he never lets his GM uh, really do anything or, or get organized. They've never been much of a team. So he got fined $10 million. Trevor Lawrence got $24 million for a signing bonus. You know, so $10 million, they said, was the equivalent of about $120 to a person who makes $100,000, you know, or for somebody like me, yeah, 40, 50 bucks, something like that. It's not a big deal. Now, the the NFL, Chris, they will tell you the, you know, because everybody want to know, you know, why wasn't Daniel Snyder suspended in this, this, the NFL's answer is because the NFL didn't. The, the team itself was investigating, not the NFL. That is their that is their. So why did they let the team investigate? Well, that's a good that that I, I'm just telling you what they said. Okay, well that's yeah. what I say. Am I number one? Number two, they don't really. They can have have all the talk about we love our female fans and we want our. How many women buy NFL stuff? I mean, they do. I'm not saying they don't, but they don't buy it like the guys do. And so this is not. See, when when you had the situation with Donald Sterling about racism, and you have 75 percent of the NBA being black, and there are no women that I know of in the NFL. Therefore, the other thing too is. Uh, you know, if it was a racist issue, if, if they could pin any racism stuff on him, there'd be all kinds of stuff going on. There'd be really big fines. There'd be really possibilities he'd be drummed out like Donald Sterling was. This is only about sexual harassment. It's not a big deal. And for some reason, I don't think women are really uh, clued into this very much. Maybe they are in the D.C. area. Maybe we'll, they got more excited about Michael Vick and the dogs, which is okay. certainly worth being excited about. It's terrible. But people got more excited about Michael Vick and the dogs and how he wasn't punished enough and he should never play again and all that other stuff back then than they are about this. This was on the sports shows on Friday morning. I, I had the day off, so I was listening to, to our, our shows on, on uh, mostly on EEI, but I, I think I had the sports up too. And they talked about it. And it was, you know, right before the long weekend. And by now, nobody is bringing it up. And this is ridiculous. I, I think Chris in the NFL today, and, and I think this is good. This goes for men, women, hopefully not kids because you shouldn't be doing this. But I think they're more worried rather than the, than the sexual harassment. They're more worried about the batting and all that other stuff going on than they are that. I yep. think if, if a woman could make 15,000 on her NFL bets or, you know, Daniel Snyder be punished, she don't care if Daniel Snyder gets punished. But but what I'm also thinking is, if you're Larry Michael, and I'm not saying, you know, he's an okay announcer, but if you're Larry Michael and, and Chris Cooley and, oh. and uh, those, uh, Doc Walker, they're gone. You know, they Correct. don't have jobs. There's people in that organization that don't have jobs now because of this, because they were in with the in with the plan. I, I don't know about Doc so much. I didn't hear, but, but certainly Doc, Larry Michael was I think was Doc the big Walker one. left on his own. I think he, he may have, and he. I think he might have some health problems too. But I don't know about Chris and and uh, and uh, you know Larry Michael. But the thing well, is, we do, well, we gone. know Larry. No, no, we know Larry Michael. Larry Michael we know he out. got yeah. caught up in it because he, uh, when it all came, was starting to come out. He just abruptly resigned. Yeah. So, so we, know, we, you can, I think we can assume from that that he got caught up in it. And they put a woman in the broadcast booth uh, who's, eh, okay, you know, nothing special. Uh, but you know, it's just like this is supposed to. So they let the team investigate. You know. 
know, they don't have to. I understand that the, you know, the NFL, without the NFL, the teams, I don't think, they didn't let a, a Robert Kraft investigate the plate gate, did they? That's, that They did not. No. So, you know, what what is the double standards here that you, you do that for uh, for him? And I'm not we are dealing, moaning Chris, about the we are dealing gate, with Ro- We are dealing with Robert, uh, or with the Roger Goodell, remember? Yes, we are. Yes. And then that's the point. And also, he was getting, he wants to keep all, all uh, you know, 32 of these guys, or whatever, however many of them there are, happy, 32. And so people don't like the fact that Kraft won, so they go and they say, oh, well, you have to investigate this. you got to go in there, and, you know, especially Ursay and different ones that are on the other side. You know, Jerry Jones is his friend, Ursay isn't, that kind of thing. So they go in there and they, you know, they do they do this. And, and I'm not saying that there wasn't a flake gate. It wasn't the biggest deal in the world, but four games. I think Brady may, may have lost almost as much money as Daniel Snyder when you look at his salary and stuff for losing Probably. four game checks. You know, instead of running a whole culture of uh, whatever for ten, you know, the, probably the whole time he was running the team. So, uh, and will it really change? Oh, and oh, I'm sorry, his wife's going to get to take over at the the meetings and stuff and be uh, involved in the football operation now. I forgot about that. So I'll, that's I'll really bet, and I'll bet she's really up to speed on football. Operation. Oh yeah, I'm sure she is. <laughs> Don't you worry your pretty little head about it. I'll be right there to that's tell right. you what's going do on. We have, well, do we have any more NFL notes? Yeah, we got Trevor Lawrence. Like I said, he signed his deal and signed with Jacksonville for. Uh, four years of $36.8 million and 24.1 signing bonus, which he gets right away. So he can get his uh, get his car and get his mama house and do all the stuff they do. And uh, he'll be paid that within 15 days. And uh, there were various guarantees in there about various things, but I didn't really uh, follow all that. But he's, now they're starting to slide in. I guess Mac Jones is signed with the Patriots. Now all the rookies will start to come to terms yeah, and over the next month. So, you know, uh, that's, that's getting taken care of. And uh, so did you have any NFL stuff, Rick? Uh, just um, last Friday was the deadline to if you wanted to opt out for this coming year, and nobody did. So okay. I guess we'll, we'll full go, go for that. And so now we're, you're just saying now that, Rick, we're waiting on Cole Beasley to see whether he's going to retire. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Falls in his court, yeah. Yeah, we know about him. <laughs> and there were some fines. Um, that, I think it was Jacksonville, San Francisco, and Dallas. The team and the coaches each got fined and had some OTAs. We move from the schedule next year because they abuse the the OTAs. The OTAs yeah, that were supposed to have this too year. many yeah. days or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and also I didn't realize it was Etienne. I forget what his first name is. The running back for Clemson is also on Jacksonville. He was yes. a good running back for them. Yeah. So, uh, yes. You know, and so he's there with Trevor and, Lawrence. So that's and I don't and I don't think you know and I don't think that that Tebow is going to be great by any means. But one thing Tebow can do, he can run. So I mean, you can say you know with the t- that as a tight end, he can run a little bit too so yep. i mean that he will bring that to the table somebody yep. somebody yep. should have taken advantage of, the, of that a long time ago in all honesty yeah oh and well, darren yeah. waller darren waller for the raiders came out today and said hey if uh, jacksonville cuts him loose uh i hope we pick him up because i'll be glad to work with him and, and make him a good tight end Okay, well, that's very nice of them. So, okay, yeah. so, so that would that any more stuff, Rick? No, that's all. Okay, so Sean, we have an Olympian, who, one of our best runners, is not going to be able to perform, and I guess it's official in any capacity now. Correct. That yeah, is correct. Right. That came me, across it I'll, just as we started the show. Yep. But before I get to that, let me just say, uh, Jessica Springsteen, Bruce Springsteen's daughter, is going to be a. a She's going to be an equestrian for the U.S. She's so. born to ride. As She's I already born said. to she ride. Born yes. in the USA. She is born in the USA. That's, That's correct. Yep. Yeah. But, but yeah, okay. Shikari, Shikari Richardson is a, uh, well, she was 100 meters. She is very, she set some records at the U.S. Olympic trial. But, and it was in Oregon, and 
you know, she's from LSU. She's 21 years old. She had a, I, I've heard father and I've heard mother and I've heard grandmother. I've heard all three. So I don't know. But, it, but anyway, a relative died and she smoked a little weed before the uh, trials and she was tested and it showed up. The U.S. Anti-Doping Association suspended her for 30 days. Now, that started on June 28th, so she was eligible to come back July 28th, but the 100 meters would have already happened. But she could have run in the 4 by 100 meter relay team. There were six of them that could chose four out of six, but I get the Olympic Committee like, hey, we want to stay away from the controversy. So, I mean, she's clearly the fastest one on the team, you know, because they're 30 day suspension. So they, uh, they said, no, they're not, they're not picking her. But, a lot of people came out and said, wait a minute. Some people went to the race car. Some people went to others. And it's like, okay, yes, the law is outdated. But unfortunately, that law, they still test for marijuana. Them and the NFL, the USADA, and I think the, the USOC was not really, I mean, they didn't have a problem with it. They were okay with it. But they said because it was a USADA deal and the IOC goes along with the World Anti-Doping Association, even though it's legal in 47 countries and 19 states, including the state where the trials were, Oregon, you know, she still, she knew the rule, and she owned it. She was very classy. She said, you know, I did this. She goes, I'm not going to fight it. I'm not going to appeal. You know, because you have the two sides of the story. Should should the law, should, the, should they be testing for it? No. But if nothing else, maybe she will bring it, bring awareness to, hey, this this change, you know, we can get this change for the 22 games and then the 24 summer games. We can get this change because it, I mean, how does weed enhance your performance? Somebody today I was hearing and they said, actually, if you're when you're running, uh, weed should have slowed her down. Yeah, and that's what I said. She'd have to stop off and get something to eat. You know, she got the money yeah. or something. You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know we but, I mean, she, uh, she owned it, and some people even went to the Michael Phelps analogy. Well, he was suspended for three months back in 2009, and all they did was they saw him with a bong, but it was not in Olympic times. He was suspended, though. But I, she, I, th- uh, I think she just should have come out and said, God dang it, I ate a tainted burrito. Son of a gun. Yeah, that, right. yeah. And <laughs> look at all the stuff with Mary and Jones, all the things right. they were trying to find her on back in the yeah. end. They could, I mean, they finally got her, and then go, like, well, Lance Armstrong, and the, you know, this was the U.S. same testing company, the U.S. Anti-Doping Association. How, how, about this, how about this one, though? We do have another Olympic note, too. Apparently, fans, um, they're going to have, I think I heard 10% or something like that. You cannot cheer, right. chant, or yes. anything because they say that will spread the coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if they I may actually cheer, listen. But if you, I you, can't cheer for my, my uh, team, why would I even go? You yeah. you must go into a calm uh, state of uh, thought and think very positive thoughts about yeah. enlightenment. Yeah. We're talking yeah. about Asia here. Right? Right. But but Chris, yeah. you, we, we we've all Chris, talk. we've all been around one another during games and such. Calm doesn't exist yeah. at that point. No, but that's that's us. That's us. That's not Are us. you allowed to chant? I don't... Oh yeah, no. I don't think you can. No, <laughs> no you, you cannot do anything. I can hear fifty thousand people whispering. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pierre, go ahead and go ahead and unmute Pierre. Well, what they could do is they could give all of them in the stands some marijuana. And, there you go. And it would there put you them go. All That's asleep. a good idea. It would put them all to sleep. That's but, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. But the, go ahead, uh, Pierre. 
uh, Mets game is in a rain delay, and they're going to stay as long as they can because they want to get Jacob DeGrom to start tonight because if he has to pitch tomorrow, then he can't pitch that last game before the uh, the break. Yeah, so, that's right. I think the Cubs need a rain out, Pierre. What do you think? <laughs> they need more than that, Perry. Yeah, they do. <laughs> well, now, well, now Pierre, when we discussed all that earlier, what 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 do you think about all that? About what uh, the trades and all? Uh huh. And well, well yeah, for those who don't know, Pierre and I have been having a a little discussion too. I said maybe Jed Hoyer should do something to kind of just shock the team. And I said I don't know what it would be. You know, do you make a managerial change? Do you do something like that to shock the team? But boy, at this point, I don't even know what it would be. I'm telling you. Well, they're going to have a fire sale, and uh, but uh, you know, I was just thinking about that earlier at the beginning of the season. They could have got Chris Bryant for a song, and now they're going to have to pay two arms and a leg for of the of the three of the three biggies, Rizzo, Baez, and Bryant. Bryant is going to cost you the most out of those three right oh, exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah, and then so, you, know, you could uh, get a lot. You could get a lot out of Contreras though if they decide to do that. Oh yeah, yeah, and Kimbrough. Uh, Kimbrough, yeah. But, I, uh, I don't know about you though. I do not. I I do not want them to trade Hendricks. You've got him through twenty three. You don't need to do that. Exactly, but. Uh, uh, y'all were talking about this uh, name uh, thing with the college players. Yep. Uh, you yep. know, that's fine. Okay, like at LSU, Joe Burrow pr- probably could have became a multimillionaire. And all of the uh, the, the running backs, the tight ends, uh, you know, they're all going to make a lot of money. But what about this guy over there playing left tackle? You know, yeah. well, another another thing, though, Pierre, that's going to happen, they think, especially in the SEC. Remember all these guys that will go to Alabama who, you know, I may have to sit down for a year or two, but then I'll get to play with the name, image and likeness. You're going to see teams like LSU, the Mississippi schools and teams like that. They're going to get better players out of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. What will ha- happen, I think, Pierre, though, is some of these lesser players, like I was talking about, putting their name out on Instagram. Let me let me give you an example. There's an eight-year-old kid who is making like $20 million a year demonstrating playing with toys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mentioned the gymnast at LSU there, Olivia Dunn. I mean, she's going to be a she's a millionaire probably by now. Just in this first, she's a, and she's a gymnast. Or let's say I run this. Uh, and those lesser guys, what they can all do, they go back to their hometown. Hey, I'm playing with LSU. I'm playing with Mississippi State. I'm playing here. Hey, uh, but come on down to Bob's Burger Shop, and you know they can do something in their local town and make a little make a little cash or whatever. But I think that's where I believe it'll. Is they may not make as much, but they'll make a decent. They'll get they'll get money off that, and they cannot use their university's logo in any of these ads. So yeah, they cannot use that. But uh, but like LSU, they had a a quarterback <laughs> named Philip Rivers. That was yep. supposed to have been the hottest thing to walk. And he stayed there four years and never, ever was put in a game. And, I mean, he wouldn't have made any money. Uh, he might have figured out a way, doing some camps or doing some uh, his name out on, like, yeah, hey, I'm the backup quarterback. Make, he's not going to make $2 million a year. I don't think so we're not talking about that. the one that ended up with the Chargers. Then we're talking. Yeah, that's about a, I don't no. think no. no, that's a because he he went to NC State, but I don't know that he was there the whole time either. So that's what I was wondering. No, no, it's not that good. Right. So okay, that's good. All right. Okay, so well, I think now it's time for the uh, 
uh, poll question here, Sean. Yeah, poll question, and this came because I was watching Airplane the other day. Airplane was on the other day, so it made, it made me think of this. Uh, what different? What are some of your favorite oh sports personalities, athletes, managers, coaches, announcers? Some of the favorite ones that where they make cameos in some TV shows or movies or commercials. Some of your favorites out there. So we'll start. You, Chris. Okay. Well, of course, some of the old timers. Now, the one there was stuff, stuff in old time radio too, and stuff. There, there was a lot of different things. I know that uh, one thing they did for a couple of years. There, a CBS had a thing with Bing Crosby, and uh, he got Bob Hope in on it. And they, you know, welcome back baseball, and they did this special on like the Saturday night before baseball started. And the two years I've heard two of them played, and uh, Ralph Kiner was in it. And of course, Ralph Kiner played for the Pirates, and uh, Bing owned the Pirates, so Ralph Kiner got you know a little just a little behind the microphone and reading a script, but did okay with it. You know, so so he he got a little experience that way. Uh, I was talking uh, another thing that I talked about was Chet Huntley playing in uh, the Dizzy Dean movie. Uh, you know, anybody wants to watch that, they'll see Chet Huntley being the being the announcer on that movie. Uh, and for the younger the, crowd, that is the former anchor of the NBC Night. The, he did the Huntley Brinkley NBC right. Nightly News for that's the younger right. generation. Yeah, right. And then uh, who are they? They're not even here. <laughs> and then uh, you know, if they're going to wait for the deaths, they're not. They're not listening. Anymore. <laughs> uh, and then uh, let's see. You know, I, I remember uh, on Leave It to Beaver, Don Drysdale did a show, and they he did you know, on the Brady Bunch too. He showed up on Brady Bunch. On yeah, well, he he did a thing. There were you know Beaver and Wally just hanging around the house. The parents were at home, and they they got thinking about how they wanted to talk to Don Drysdale. So they called him long distance wherever he was, and they got the bill, of course, and all this other stuff. And uh, <clears throat> I don't remember what happened, but that happened. And then the one that. Uh, I actually heard a little bit of, because Glenn Ordway was in it, too, and they mentioned this last week when they were talking about his retiring, is the uh, famous uh, thing in Cheers where uh, Kevin McHale uh, starts counting the bolts in the floor of the guard. In, uh, oh, the, I bet uh, you're going to go with the Wade Boggs one with Cheers. <laughs> oh, what did, what, did he, what did Wade do for I don't think I saw that one. I just, yeah, there was one yeah. where... Yeah, he, um, okay. he, they were having a. Um, they were going back and forth with their rival bar that that, that Gary owned. Oh yeah, and and Gary after a few practical jokes, Gary had sent Wade Boggs into Cheers to you know say just come in and, and, and like a peace offering and hit sign autographs and stuff. Of course, nobody believed he was really Wade Boggs. They figured it was another joke, so they ended up chasing him out of the bar and canceling him and so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So those are some of the ones that I remembered. So um, anyway, so Rick, uh, you might have thought of a couple of those, but what else? Yeah, I was I was going to do the Kevin McHale and the Wade yeah. Boggs. <laughs> yes. yeah. um, and about both the only other one, I, I I just you know up in this area, it, they didn't go over big, but I loved almost all of Peyton Manning's commercials. I thought he was great. Yeah. In them. He was. Yeah. That's about all I can think of. We had. Eric? Uh, yeah, I'll tell you one that uh, Steve Sachs, as you know, works for. MLB Network Radio, and and he did an appearance on The Simpsons. Yeah, and, uh, oh yeah. He, sa- he, he said that um, each every time that show airs on a rerun, and it usually is about once a year, he'll get a check for thirty four cents. <laughs> All right. <laughs> because he was on The Simpsons. There was a bunch of ball players in that show. Yeah, was, yeah, there were. Yeah, there was Clemens and Strawberry and. I came at the Boggs was in that one too. I think and there was yeah because they Burns was putting together an All Star team for the power plant, so it was like nine major leaguers in that show. <laughs> and, and remember Bob Euchre? he was Mister Velveteer. He was oh, on that right. show. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, and of course yeah. in uh, Major just League, bet outside Major League. Yeah, yeah. Major League. Yes. Yeah. So those are those are a couple that I thought of. Uh, Bill, let's see. I don't remember too many. Of course, you all know my passion for cats. Andrew Luck did some commercials with cats, and he didn't even like cats. But he was pretty convincing when he was 
uh, calling these cats and playing games with with cats. So okay. that's what I remember about yeah. Andrew Luck. I don't think those commercials did that well, and he's not Peyton mm-hmm. Manning. But yeah. he was having fun with those cats chasing him. Okay. Yeah. Sean. Okay, well, if you, you mentioned commercial. Well, uh, we were talking about commercial music. All right now, all the Chris Paul ones with State Farm. And and the Patrick Mahomes and even Aaron Rodgers, all the State Farmers with all yeah. you know those commercials. Them you mentioned the Peyton Manning nationwide, all those. I think of Peyton Manning on Saturday Night Live, and uh-huh. you know they've had a lot of different hosts. They've had uh, Ronda Rousey, Tom Br- Tom Brady was not he was okay on there, but Peyton Manning and he showed he didn't just play Peyton Manning in every skit. He actually played different characters, and he was pretty funny in that. You know, I think of Vern Lundquist and uh, was it Happy Gilmore? It was Vern Lundquist and yeah, he was a golfer now. And then and and I think Jim Nance was in Tim Cup. Yeah, that was what. But what got me thinking about it was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in Airplane, and just the whole scene there where they were going. Okay, we're making sure we're still here. Yep. But yeah, and well, the whole where the kid comes up into the cockpit and he was playing the character Roger Murdoch, and he's like, "You're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar," and he's like, "No, I'm Roger Murdoch." No, no, you're Kareem. He goes, I'm Roger Murdoch. He goes, "Well, I think you're great, but you're, my dad thinks you're soft." And he breaks. He goes, "You try going with Walton Lanier on your butt for forty-eight minutes a game." And he <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was just one of the best. I mean, the funniest because he was supposed to be this Roger Murdoch, and then like you mentioned. Of course, uh, Alex Karras was in Webster. That's yeah. good. Well, yeah, that was Webster. But yeah, Bob, Bob Euchre, yeah, definitely. Just a bit off I been there. I mean, Bob Euchre's been in a bunch of different stuff. And oh, yeah. It was Bob Costas and Al Michaels have been in a few things. Uh, but, you know, they've, they've been in a few, like said, Peyton. We meant talk about Peyton Manning. Uh, oh, there's, I mean, Don Drysdale and the Brady Bunch where somehow he was, uh, Don, Don Drysdale was looking, he was getting a house design or something, and Mr. Brady brought him over to meet Greg. And, Greg just fell in love with him, and then, then he brought Joe Namath over to meet Bobby or Peter, one of them, because they were in love with Joe Namath, so he had both of them over there. But, but yeah, that's just a few that I was thinking. Do we have any callers? Or we got one, and that would be Pierre. So, Pierre, why don't you go okay. ahead and unmute and talk to us? Yeah. Playoffs. Playoffs. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jeff, Jim Morrow on, that, on the beer commercial. Oh, playoffs. yeah. That's right. <laughs> And then, well, all the old uh, Miller Lite commercials, yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, and then when Bob Euchre's sitting there, and the, and the usher comes over and says, "Come go with me," and he said, yeah, yeah. "I'm be in the front row." Yeah. Oh, the Miller Lite. Yeah. The Miller Lite All Stars. They had all them: Dick Butkus, oh. Bubba Smith, Bob John Uchre, Madden. Yeah. Madden was in them. They, yeah. they, what they, was, the, the what was it that Billy Martin and Joe uh, George Steinbrenner did? What did they do? They did a commercial where you're yeah. fired, you're hired, you're fired, you know, like all yeah, the commercials. Yeah, I can't yeah. Oh, and Michael Jordan and Larry Bird with the, uh, over the, the wall, over the river. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Kirk Gowdy and Jim Palmer were in The Naked Gun. Jim Palmer and who? Oh, Jim. Kirk Gowdy. And Kirk Gowdy? Okay. Yeah, they were, they were announcers of the baseball game in The Naked Gun. And yeah, they, they, yeah, Kirk Gowdy and Jim Palmer were the announcers yeah. in uh, Naked Gun, yeah. yeah. Okay. My, my wife says the best one ever is the Michael Jordan and Larry Bird. That's her vote. Uh, well, yeah. didn't, uh, didn't Bird and Magic do some commercial, too? 
Yeah, they ah! I don't remember what it was even for, but I remember they were playing that the music was tough. from that Loverboy song, you know, working for the weekend, but I don't remember what the commercial was for. Uh-huh. Okay. Anything else, Pierre? I remember O.J. Simpson running through the airport. Oh, yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah. Well, and, of course, uh, and then he did it in real life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He should have got the Broncos from Hertz rent a car to do yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, all right. Well, and, you know, yeah, one other I thought of, of course, the whole Penny Hardaway and Little Penny with Chris Rock. You know, you yep. Little Penny and Penny, all that stuff. And that's yep. another one I think of. Do you have anybody else? We don't. Chris, go okay. ahead and wrap it up. I think we got, I think we got six deaths here. So we've got Bob Newland, 72 years old, New Orleans Saints wide receiver, 71 through 74. He started 40 of 56 games, 124 receptions, 1,877 yards, eight touchdowns, and he died after a long illness. We have Janet Moreau, 93 years old, gold medal uh, uh, for 4x100 meters in the 52 uh, summer games in Helsinki, gold Pan Am games in Buenos Aires, in the, and then the uh, first person from Rhode Island to win an Olympic medal, and then a longtime uh, teacher in Rhode Island and a lay minister of the uh, Catholic Church. You know, she had wanted to be a priest, and of course she couldn't do that, but she was a lay minister. Josh Culbraith, 88 years old, bronze medal in the 400-meter uh, hurdles in 56 in Melbourne, and 55 gold in, in Pan Am Games in Mexico City, and the 59 Pan Am Games gold in Chicago. He was the uh, national outdoor champion, 53 through 55 in the in the hurdles. He was in the Marines from 56 through 58. Then several, uh, uh, let's see, uh, track medals, and then track coach uh, Central State uh, in uh, 88, and then 10 NAI. I didn't get all the ending and started stopping years. NAI he got 10 NAIA champions uh, with them for and and then he was uh he coached in the 96 Olympics and then he uh he was uh the AD, oh he's the athletic director in uh, Morehouse College in Atlanta and he uh played a uh, guy named Sanford uh Bailwin in the uh in their in the Cosby show in 85 and 86 uh okay. something uh, let's see does he have the actual name uh no, I, I forget what his uh, name was in the show, but uh, oh, oh, Tailwind Turner—that was his name. Tailwind Turner. He had been co- uh, Bill's uh, oh. rival in track, I guess. Oh, and yeah. they ran yeah. against each other. Yeah, I yeah. remember. Yeah. They, they were going to try and run against each other in an episode. Even right, in and eighty-five and eighty-six did that on Cosby, and then he was in hospice care, and uh, and then uh, and he was also in the. Uh, Oh, I'm, I'm not sure what it is. Some one of the sports hall of fames in 2008. I'm not sure what state that was. So unfortunately, some of this didn't get written very well. Okay, we move on to Terry Donahue. That's the big one for the week. 77 years old, defensive line mo- coach at Kansas, 68 through 70. The offensive line coach at UCLA, 71 through 75. And the head there from 76 through 95. He retired and became the lead college analyst for CBS, 96 through 98. Then 99 uh, through 2000, San Francisco director of player personnel, the 49ers. Then San Francisco GM from 01 through 05. Then a Fox uh, analyst, 06. And then college, uh, and he's also in the College Football Hall of Fame and the Rose Bowl Hall of Fame. Got into that in 97. And then College Hall of Fame in 2000. UCLA, uh, let's see. And Hall of Fame in 01, died of cancer. His record at UCLA, his head coaching record, 151, 74, and 8. In the bowls, he was 8, 4, and 1. 
and the he won uh, Pac-10 titles, I think, in 82, 83, 85, 87, and 93. And then the Pac-10 uh, wins. Uh, he has the record for uh, Pac-10 wins. And then uh, four Pac-10 uh, champions. Oh, then, okay, it wasn't a bit. 82, 83, 85, and 87. That's right. Anyway, he won four Pac-10 championships, has the Pac-10 uh, record for wins, and he uh, tied for, uh, and he won seven straight bowl games. And, uh, and he was top in the top ten. Finished uh, their team finished in the top ten five times. And the uh, big shocker of the week, Matisse Kivlinix, twenty four years old, Col- uh, Columbus uh, uh, Blue Jackets goalie. And then he was a junior hockey from uh, two thousand thirteen through two thousand seventeen. He's from Latvia, by the way. And then uh, Cleveland Monsters in the AHL. Uh, and and then for Columbus, he played in eight games, uh, six in nineteen and twenty, and two this past season. Two two and two was his record. 409 minutes, 21 uh, uh, goals, and his goals against average were 3.09, 89% save percentage. And then he's the Latvia, uh, on the Latvian national team from 2014 through 2021. And a firework uh, hit him in the chest uh, in uh, Novi, Michigan, near Detroit. Uh, he was, uh, you know, at a fireworks display, you know, an amateur fireworks display, and uh, it was in a hot tub, and uh, the, the fireworks started to come close. He got out of the hot tub, and then just as he got out, he got hit by the firework, and, uh, you know, he was killed. So, uh, probably died instantly, hit him right in the chest. So, anyway, that was only, uh, what did they say, 27 years old? So, yeah. 24, right? Yeah. 24, I think. 24? Yeah. yeah. 24, 24. Yeah. Yep, okay. So, anyway, that's what No Houston have. Oilers. No Houston Oilers <laughs> this week, and I don't think anybody in baseball. No. Yeah, nobody in baseball, no Houston Oilers. So, anyway. So, Sean, uh, wrap it up. All right, folks. Well, we're going to be back next week. The NBA championships will be underway. We'll have a Stanley Cup decided. It'll be All-Star Night. And yeah. just to let you know, we're back next week. And the week after, we're going to be taking a break But uh, for the, all the people to go enjoy the conventions. But if you want to listen to this or if you have a friend who wants to listen, they can download this great and wonderful Hall of Fame show yeah. at uh, com or type Sports Lounge Live, three words in your podcatcher, and it'll deliver right to you or tell your smart device to play Sports Lounge Live from all from Apple Podcasts or go to 773-572-3006, option number nine. So until next week, folks, we'll see you later. Have a good week. Great.